Okay, so today we have Lewis Foreman. He is a prolific inventor and product developer, innovation enthusiast, and entrepreneur. In the past 20 years, Lewis has created nine successful startups and orchestrated the creation of more than 20 other businesses. In recent years, he has been called upon by Congress to share his point of view on patent reform and by major media outlets for his insights on entrepreneurship. Lewis's passion for innovation extends to America's next generation, and he frequently addresses schools and universities, encouraging students of all ages to embrace entrepreneurship and innovation. Please welcome Lewis to the podcast for business and inspiration, hosted by Alex Womack at Creative Living. How are you today, Lewis? I'm great. Thanks for uh, inviting me to participate today. Absolutely. Yes, you are our third guest on the podcast, and um, we're very excited to have you. I know you're doing a lot here in Charlotte, and um, we'd love to hear more about that. Sure. Well, innovation and entrepreneurship are alive and well in Charlotte, and it's, uh, it's exciting to see just the growth of entrepreneurship in Charlotte. I've been here 23 years now, and uh, during that time, uh, entrepreneurship has continued to grow, and, and it's becoming more and more mainstream. That's really great. So how did you get started in innovation and developing new products? Like what, what really drew you down that path? Did you always have a passion for it from a young age? I think so. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I started my first business while I was in college, my sophomore year at the University of Illinois. Uh, I saw a demand for a product or a service and the market wasn't satisfying that demand. And I learned in Econ 101 that when there's demand for a product and the market doesn't satisfy it, there should be a market opportunity. So I started my first company, and I've been doing it ever since. What was your uh, first product? Uh, first business I started in college was selling lacrosse equipment. Nice. I, I played lacrosse at the University of Illinois. We didn't have a local supplier of equipment, and so it dawned on me that I should start a company to address that uh, market inefficiency. Uh, since then, I've started a variety of different businesses, but what brought me to Charlotte 23 years ago was a NASCAR apparel business that I started. Very nice. And with the lacrosse business, did you just source your products from China? How did you source all of your equipment? Uh, in essence, the lacrosse business, we are a retailer. So we are a catalog retailer. Uh, we bought our product from the leading manufacturers. At that time, it was Brian and STX were the two big brands. Uh, we, we printed a catalog, we sent it out to teams, and we took orders. This was the mid-80s, so there was no internet. You couldn't just go online and buy what you needed. Uh, commerce was still done in a relatively analog way where you either sent away uh, or you called a toll-free number and placed an order. Wow, yeah, good for you. Um, and tell us about your primary business right now today. So I know you guys are operating in multiple different sectors and industries, but what is your core focus of your business? Yeah, our core focus at Inventus Partners is product development and market launch. So we work with established businesses as well as startups to design, engineer, develop, prototype, and then launch consumer products and medical devices. Oh wow. Is there anything you can um, tell us about as far as project-wise you're working on presently or something you might have just completed? Yeah, we, we've literally worked on almost 2,000 different consumer products and home healthcare related products. Um, so. We're very diverse in the types of industries we work on, anything from uh, pet products, storage and organization, kitchen gadgets, uh, hardware products to high tech and you know medical and surgical devices. Wow. Yeah, did I notice something out there that was um, a 
medical device for like a knee brace or something like that? Yeah, you know, we've done a, quite a bit in the orthopedic product space. Okay. Um, we've done work for Donjoy Orthopedic, which is one of the largest orthopedic brace companies in the U.S. We've done over 70 projects for them over the years. Uh, and those products have gone on to sell you know, millions and millions of dollars. Wow. Must feel pretty special to be a part of that. Well, what's gratifying about what we do is we help bring dreams. You know, we make dreams come true. We, we, we take ideas that start on, you know, as a sketch on a napkin and, and bring it to the store shelf. Great. So you're really good at working with people who have who have the idea. and You can help package it together, develop it, and bring it to market. Yeah, you know, everybody has a great idea. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm assuming that everyone's listening to this podcast at some point has either thought of a way to improve something or a disruptive business model or maybe just a way to make life a little bit easier. But the vast majority of the population will never follow through with their idea. And it's because life gets in the way. They realize that they've got a full-time job or they've got to put money away for their kids' college education or they just don't understand the process. And what we've been doing at Inventus for the past 18 years is we've been taking those ideas and we've been transforming those ideas into actual products that can be sold and monetized. Right. So you're more of a done-for-you service. So if I come to you with an idea, you could, I could you know, pay you a certain amount of money and you could help me bring that product to market. Yeah, you know, we're, uh, we work with primarily large companies, but okay. we do get a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of startups that come to us. And for us, it's about managing risk, because that's what entrepreneurship is, is it's managing uncertainty and risk. And one of the great resources, one of the great tools that's available today is crowdfunding. And so today you can run a Kickstarter campaign or Indiegogo campaign and use it as a way to validate consumer demand. And so at Inventus Partners, we've done over a thousand crowdfunding campaigns. We've raised in excess of $200 million for our, for our clients. And what it really does is it helps reduce some of the risk associated with starting a business. You can come to us, we can take the idea, develop a prototype, shoot a video, launch a crowdfunding campaign, and then put it in front of consumers and see if it sinks or it swims. And what advancements in technology are you most excited about coming forward in the next five years? Well, you know, we're seeing a real surge in the number of connected devices that we're called on to develop. IoT uh, is, is really, you know, kind of the new wave. Uh, more and more products have some sort of smart aspect to it, whether it integrates with your phone or it integrates with a network or it gives you more feedback than just a simple analog product. So we're, we're doing a lot more in that category as well. Okay. Have you guys worked in any of the artificial intelligence space or anything along those lines yet? Very little. Um, most of what we work on are physical products. And sure. so almost the, you know, the majority of the products are, are either improvements to existing products or something that's disruptive that, that changes behavior. When you are um, going to work with a business or a potential entrepreneur, what skill sets or personality traits do you look for in those potential um, entrepreneurs? If we're working with an entrepreneur, you know, we're, we're looking for the right management team that is able to execute on a plan. Uh, we, we like to partner with people who are driven, uh, that they're motivated for success. 
um, but also they have to, to be realistic. They have to understand that you know, there's risk associated with starting a business, there's risk associated with launching a new product, and they've gotta be prepared to manage that risk because there's, there's always gonna be uncertainty. Right, that's a great answer. Um, what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy the most about what you're presently doing in your work? Well, you know what, what's exciting about what we get to do here at Inventus Partners is, first off, we get to work with really great people. Uh, the clients that we get to work with, you know, are, are handpicked. Uh, we we get, you know, on average, you know, 50 to 60 inquiries a day, and we only choose a few a week to even engage with. Wow. So. We want to work with companies and we want to work with customers that we enjoy working with. But more importantly, what, what's exciting here is, is to watch this dynamic team of industrial designers and mechanical engineers and, and product development folks working alongside of our digital marketing, our PR, our videographers, our web designers. And when it all comes together, you, know, you really create magic. Yeah, that's amazing. And what is your primary skill set? I mean, have you, I'm sure you've developed it over the years, but starting out, I mean, what was your identified skill set within yourself? Because you ideate just better Yeah, you know, my, my background, my, my degree is in economics, but what really, um, I, I guess, differentiates me is my willingness to assume risk. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Uh, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've never worked for anybody. I've never had a real job. And I'm not sure that I would ever trade that in. Uh, making sure that you surround yourself with people who have the complementary skills is critical. Uh, and, and that's what we have here is we've got really talented employees who make, make this place work. How many employees do you have at Adventist Partners? We've got a little over 60 people uh, that work between this office here in Charlotte, which is our, our main headquarters. Uh, and then we have another facility outside of San Diego in Carlsbad, California. Okay. That's a great area as well. Do you see a lot of um, innovation going on out there as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we see innovation, you know, not only here in the United States, but but globally. Okay. Uh, products are changing, and they're changing faster and faster because the resources to bring new products to market are much more affordable, and consumers today have less loyalty to brands. Uh, they're motivated by new and improved. They want products that address their needs. And they're willing to try things that they typically wouldn't have tried before because they're not afraid uh, of the product not performing. Because the worst thing that can happen is if they don't like it, they can just return it. Sure. So do you feel like right now is probably the best time in history if you have a product idea to, if you're willing to take the risk, to actually go for it? Yeah, I would say that the, the barriers to entry are as low as they've ever been in history because consumers are willing to try new things. There's a hearty appetite for new and improved uh, and the resources to design, engineer, develop, or manufacture a product are more accessible and more affordable than they've ever been. Wonderful. That's great news for everybody. So when you were first starting out as an entrepreneur, what is a few things you wish you had known that you, know, you would have liked to avoid it? Yeah, you know, being an entrepreneur, um, there are learning experiences throughout the entire process. And, and sometimes those, you know, are, are you just tap, 
tack them up, you know, as, as tuition payments. Some of the things that, that you're going to learn is that, you know, things are going to take longer than you ever expected. Um, that sometimes revenue doesn't come in as high as you had forecasted. But the key for an entrepreneur is that you got to surround yourself with the right people, the people who have done it before, the people who know the process, because then it becomes much more um, predictable because you've got a Sherpa or you've got a group of people who can guide you through this process. One of the classic mistakes that entrepreneurs make is they figure that they can do it all by themselves uh, or they're afraid to delegate any responsibility or any tasks to anybody else. And, and that's a recipe for disaster. Uh, entrepreneurship doesn't have to be a solo sport. You want to have a great team. Yeah. And how do you how do you locate your teams? I mean, through networking, through social media. I mean, how are you recruiting and finding great talent? I would say all of the above. Okay. Uh, over the years, we've uh, recruited great talent. We've been introduced to great talent, and sometimes we've just got really lucky to to find the right person. You know, at at the right moment. The key is, is finding those right people and having a culture that allows, you know, for kind of that symbiotic relationship. Sure. And what do you feel like the culture is here at Invincible Partners? Yeah, we try to have a really dynamic uh, and innovative culture here. Obviously, we're an innovative company and we work in an innovative space. So we've got to make sure that we've got the resources for our people to thrive and flourish. But we also you know, want to make sure that you know, we're willing to embrace risk and not everything that we work on is going to be hugely successful. Um, but you know, we've got to make sure that we're willing to fail if we really want to uncover something that could be game changing. Sure. What were some of your biggest um, failures, if you don't mind telling us about those early on? Yeah. So over the years, you know, we've had all sorts of failures, um, products that we thought were going to be hugely successful that didn't live up to expectations or products that we thought were terrible ideas that we passed on and ultimately became hugely successful. And I think the key is being able to be objective when you look at something, not get too emotional over it, uh, and realize that you know all you can do at the end of the day is put in you know the, the, the best effort you can and uh, try to mitigate risk along the way. That's great. And what are your tools to mitigating risk and leveraging your time? What are some of your best tools for that? Well, you know, one of the great tools is your people. And right. so you want to have people who are, have a good eye uh, for, for what works and what doesn't. But data is, is probably the best tool that you've got out there. And, you know, when we first got into this business 18 years ago, that data was through surveys or focus groups. Today, that data is crowdfunding campaigns. You know, crowdfunding campaigns can tell us a lot about the market. It can give us an understanding of what consumers really believe the value of a product is, because instead of giving their intent to purchase, they're actually buying something before that product even exists. Right. And that data then gives you a pretty predictable path to how that product's gonna perform once it goes to market. Yes, absolutely. How can business owners become more productive in their work and what they're doing every day. No, I think the, the best way you can be productive is you've got to learn what you're great at and what you should delegate. It, it's very rare that an entrepreneur is capable of doing everything. Um, 
you need to delegate certain things. Maybe it's finance, maybe it's legal, maybe it's accounting, maybe it's sales and marketing, maybe it's product design. But again, complementary skills. You want to find the people who complete you. If you're the visionary, if you like to be the person who's going out there and talking and selling, then make sure you've got good operations people and good finance people and, and you know, good accounting people. If you like the day-to-day -day operations, then make sure you've got someone out there who's going to lead the pack, but don't try doing it all yourself. Absolutely. And that's your role in this company is you're the visionary, you're out there selling the vision. Well, you know, I, I think I'm the ambassador okay. uh, in many respects because I've been doing it a long time. I've got a really good understanding of what the space is and I can explain to people what value we bring to a project. At the end of the day, if I don't have a great team backing me up, we're going to fail. And so we've been very fortunate to find the right players, put them in the right positions and deliver wins when we go out there. Awesome. Do you feel like your sports background has attributed to your entrepreneurial success? I don't think it hurts. Uh, I think you've got to understand that you can't win all the time, uh, that you've got to play hard, um, but you also have to enjoy what you're doing. And, and we try to instill that within our team here. Um, but again, it, it is a team effort. and. There's no individual wins here. It's really a group effort. Wonderful. And what do you look for in your hiring process and your employees? Well, when we're hiring, we want to find people who are passionate about what they do. You know, I don't think we have room in this type of organization for people who are just here to collect a paycheck uh, or just to bide their time. The people we hire really love doing what they're doing and if they didn't love it, you know, they wouldn't be doing it here. We also want to make sure that we give them the right tools uh, and that we give them a work environment that's conducive to the type of work that they're doing, but also be willing to, to learn from them and take their suggestions, take their advice, and, and make sure that we continue to pivot the business to meet the needs of today's customers. That's great. And um, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? That's a good question. Um, why do I do what I do? Um, I honestly can't imagine doing anything else. It, it is an incredibly rewarding opportunity to work alongside right people, to work with and help founders of companies, to see products that our team works on get to the marketplace, and to make dreams come true. And along the way, you know, when you can help people, that's a great way to make a living. Absolutely. Yeah, you're helping a lot of people. And what are your major responsibilities in the day-to-day -day operation of your business? Day-to-day, -day, you know, I've got to bring opportunities to the table and count on my team to be able to you know, take those opportunities and Fulfill. turn them into you know, meaningful relationships with clients. Whether it's starting a new business, whether it's acquiring a new company, whether it's launching a new product or, or service line, we take a certain amount of risk and we hope that the data supports why we're doing it. Are you guys, is this company currently involved in any community service projects here in Charlotte? You, you know, Inventus Partners is very involved in the community. Uh, almost weekly, we've got groups that come through the building, whether it's schools, 
whether it's organizations, uh, we get out into the community and speak at various universities, various trade shows. Last week I was in Atlanta speaking to an inventor group. We try to give back everywhere we possibly can because what we want is a, a more educated customer out there. Uh, there's a lot of victims in this space. There are a lot of people who go out and risk everything and start a business and they're not really prepared to do it. And we feel like if we can give them the right information, the right education before they make that decision, there's less likelihood that they're gonna fail. That's great. So you wanna help the community of entrepreneurs, essentially in Charlotte, you really, yes. Well, Charlotte and beyond. You yeah. know, Charlotte is where we're located and certainly this is home. And we're, we're quite active in mentoring and providing resources to the, the local Charlotte entrepreneurial ecosystem. But we also do it on a national and international level as well. Uh, we own Inventors Digest magazine, which has been around for 34 years. Right. And it's a philanthropic effort for us. It doesn't make any money. It loses money every month. But we publish it because we want to make sure that the innovation community has a resource out there that they can learn from. Yeah, so you're just putting the information out there. You want to help spread awareness on invention and entrepreneurship. It's wonderful. Um, let's see. So what is creativity and innovation to you? What, how does someone take an idea and make it, make it real? Like what is creativity to you? Yeah, well, creativity is, is questioning why. You know, why are things done the way they're being done? And so some of the best innovations are just looking at the way we do things and coming up with a better way to do it. Okay. Uh, almost every great product is an improvement to what was already out there. And you know, that's really kind of an innovative thought process is looking at the way we interact with products, the way we do our jobs, the tasks that we perform every single day and saying, is there a better way? Yes. I remember reading, I think it was Buckminster Fuller, he said, um, creativity is taking known elements and putting them together to make something new, to create something new. So that kind of resonated with me. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I would agree, uh, but in some cases, it's figuring out what elements have to still be created yes. to do it as well. Right. So uh, in many cases, it, you know, it, it's taking those known elements and, and doing it differently, but in some cases, you have to invent a technology that doesn't exist. Right. Wow. Um, yeah, so what are um, like your top five projects that you've worked on the past year most proud of? I mean, is, is that even a question? Yeah, you know, I hate, I, I hate to name names okay. or list specific products because but I saw you I mean, guys were on Shark Tank, right? You had some products featured on Shark Tank? Yeah, I think, I don't know what the exact number is. I'm, I'm, I think it's something like 17 or 18 wow. clients now yeah. I have been on Shark Tank. Awesome. And so I'm just really incredibly proud of all the projects that we've worked on over 18 years because some of them achieve tremendous success through sales. Some of them solve problems that for a small market population is life-saving. Some products that we work on eliminate pain or make life more enjoyable. Some products, it's just 
you know, that self-accomplishment that, that she actually were able to solve a problem and get that product to market. So, you know, I don't know that there's, there's necessarily a top five that I look at and say, all right, these are the five things that, that we should be most proud of. What I'm proud of is that our team is able to make it happen. And in many cases, when these clients come to us, um, all they've got is an idea and what we provide is the execution. Um, wow, I'm looking at a picture right here. So you were able to meet President Barack Obama as well? I did. Uh, in 2012, I was invited to join the president on stage when he signed the American Invents Act into Wonderful. law. And so it was the most comprehensive overhaul of the U.S. patent system in over 100 years. Uh, I had testified uh, before both the Senate and House uh, Judiciary subcommittees on patent reform, and uh, it was quite uh, quite a measure to to get that reform taken care of. But it was uh, it was neat to be able to meet the president and, yeah. and then go to the White House afterwards. It's amazing. How many patents do you have, or your company has? As an inventor, uh, I'm named on I think 12, 13 patents. Uh, but our firm, Inventus. We've been involved in the development, um, the monetization of over 700 patents. Wow. So we're very prolific in the area of IP. Yeah. And so in a lot of these cases, do you guys still carry equity in some of these brands or multiple a lot of these brands? We do. You know, the, 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 the one thing that really differentiates us from, from many companies out there is we're very entrepreneurial. And so in, in a number of cases, uh, clients will come to us and, and we're willing to put skin in the game. You know, we, we're we not afraid to co-invest along with our customers. You know, we don't just get paid for what we do here. The best part of what we do is when we get paid alongside of our customer. And so we've taken equity in a number of startups. We've started a number of companies ourselves. And that sort of culture permeates throughout the, throughout the building. At any given time, I mean, how many projects could you guys have going on? I mean, what's... On average, we're probably working on, you know, at least 150 projects a year, wow. if not more. Well, wow. that's between here and Carlsbad? Right. Right. Amazing. Yeah, you got so many cool products in here that you guys have created. This is uh, quite the business. Yeah, we, yeah. We've, we've honestly lost track of how many products we've, we've been involved in the it's development good... of, but it's thousands at this point. And yeah. Um, you know, it's, it is gratifying to know that, that you're taking an abstract idea or you're taking a problem or a pain that someone suffer, suffers from and you're actually inventing a remedy or a solution. Yeah. And early on, so what were some of the skills that you know you needed to subset, you needed to hire a designer? I don't know. What were some of the people you needed to hire early on to help you? Yeah, uh, early on, you know, when, when I started this business back in 2001, it was really out of frustration. So as an entrepreneur myself, bringing products to market, what bothered me is that I had to work with multiple companies to get my product to market. I'd have to hire design firms, engineering firms, marketing companies, web designers, videographers, PR agencies, branding agencies, package design firms. And if the product wasn't successful, there was a lot of blame. There was a lot of finger pointing because you didn't quite know why the product wasn't successful. 
And so I thought back in 2001, why not bring all those resources under one roof? And so we bought this building here in Charlotte, which is an old 1904 textile mill. It's beautiful um, now. You upfitted it very nice. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, I, I wish there were more of these buildings left in Charlotte. Unfortunately, a lot of these got bulldozed and, uh, and new buildings were put in their place. But it's, uh, it's a great environment for what we do. It's filled with talented people. And when we take on a project, we can be held accountable for results because we can't blame somebody else. It's all in-house, right? That's correct. Good for you. Nice. Um, so yeah, as far as like other industries going forward, I mean, what are your feelings towards um, companies like Tesla or I don't know, any of these major technologies that are really making waves? Well, it's, it's a great time to start a business. It's yeah. a great time to grow a business. But at the same time, if you're not continuously innovating, you run the risk of becoming completely irrelevant. And, and that's what's happened to businesses over the years is that companies have become large and bloated and they stopped investing in innovation and new products and new services. And eventually they just disappear. Yeah. And then you've got startups that had no brand equity, no market share, all of a sudden come in and disrupt an entire industry because they were willing to do things differently and they invested you know, significantly in innovation. That's very exciting for entrepreneurs starting out. I mean, where are some of the places here in Charlotte that you would recommend a startup entrepreneur definitely join? Like, where does someone like that need to go? It, you know, there are, there are a number of great resources in Charlotte for entrepreneurs, whether it's some of the startup organizations or Packard Place. Um, you know, the Business Journal now is doing Charlotte Inno, um, which, you know, they're, they're sharing more great stories about um, startups. You know, I, I, it would be great to see Creative Loafing, you know, do more innovative stories about startups. I, I feel like entrepreneurs don't really get their due respect in Charlotte versus other cities. Okay. Uh, not that they're not getting some notoriety, but in other cities, entrepreneurship is is maybe held at a, a higher level. There, there's more awareness of what's happening. Uh, Charlotte is still somewhat risk averse. And look, it, it makes sense. Most of the industries that have grown Charlotte are very low risk industries. Banking, Banking yeah. healthcare, energy. You don't hear about a lot of failures in those industries. There's gonna be failures in the startup community. There are gonna be businesses that start and fail. And rather than wear those as a scarlet letter, what we've gotta do is just you know, kind of commend those people for at least trying. Good job, go again. Yeah. Do it again, right? Because you learn from those failures. Right. Um, every great entrepreneur has his share of failures. And sometimes those failures make them stronger at what they're doing. Sometimes those failures allow them to get to that next great business idea. Um, sometimes those failures make them realize they shouldn't be doing it and they should stick with you know, working for somebody else. Right. But to run them out of town or to you know, harp on the fact that they failed, I think is a disservice. And, and I think Absolutely. it scares people away from trying. Yeah, because at least they tried, right? You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, 
Well, I, do you have any questions for me today? Um, anything you? No, you know, it's uh, I. I think Creative Loafing is, is one of those uh, those publications that when I first moved here 23 years ago, you know, it was it was a great publication to let you know what was new and cool and happening in the community. And and obviously technology has, has changed over the years. And it's good to see that you're adapting with that change and, yes. and trying to continue to stay relevant. Thank you very much for that, Lewis. And uh, thank you for your time today and being so responsive to all of our questions. Right. So it was a pleasure meeting you. Yes, sir. Thank you.